is an exclusive presentation of high school sports on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. This is the High School Coaches Show. Here's your host, Justin Kenny. Welcome in, everyone, to the Week 4 edition of the High School Coaches Show right here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Cross the third of the way mark last week of the regular season, Week 3. Exciting. All across the board. Week 4 now. Man, we're almost halfway through the regular season. Maybe Remember just a month ago, we didn't even know if we'd get a couple weeks in? with COVID and how it was going to work. And we've had some hiccups here and there, Angola, DeKalb, Homestead, places like that. But uh, altogether, hasn't looked too bad through the first three weeks in terms of getting football in. And now we're heading into a weekend, the first full weekend of football. High school Friday, college Saturday, NFL Sunday. Kick it off tonight with the Chiefs and Texans. That you can hear that game right here on 1380 The Fan. But I'm Justin Kenny. He is John Graham hitting all the buttons here. We're here till 7 o'clock talking area high school football. Just a couple seconds. We'll be joined by Bryce Vance of KPC News. We will break down the Northeast 8, the NECC, some of the big games coming up. NE8, very intriguing this Friday. And we'll break it all down with my buddy Bryce Vance. And then we'll talk to Coach Luke Amstutz of the East Noble Knights around 6.15. His team hosts the Penn Kingsmen coming up tomorrow night in a game that is very exciting for this area, especially Kendallville. Penn has never played a team in Northeast Indiana outside of the SAC. They have never played an NE8 team or, or an NHC game, NHC team back in the day. Uh, they have not played an ACAC team, not played an NECC team. So history will be made tomorrow night as the East Noble Knights, who had to pick up a game to replace DeKalb, who is still, uh, has, has gotten out of quarantine, but now must get to minimum practices to play, had to replace DeKalb. Penn was not able to play uh, Cincinnati Moeller out of Ohio. So Coach Amstutz, who shies away from no matchup, Got a matchup with the Penn Kingsmen, so we'll talk about that matchup with Coach Amstutz. Bottom of the hour, Chad Zolman will join us at the Homestead Spartans. That is the game of the week right here on 1380 The Fan 100.9 FM tomorrow night. It'll be the Bishop DeWanger Saints at the Homestead Spartans. Homestead, the defending SAC champion from a year ago that included a 17-15 to victory over Bishop DeWanger a year ago at Shields Field. How's the rematch this year shaping up? We'll talk to Coach Solman all about it at the bottom of the hour. And then we'll be joined by Coach Jimmy Lynn, New Haven Bulldogs at 645. His team knocks off the top-ranked team in Class 2A last week, goes to Pioneer, gets a win. The Bulldogs 3-0. and They host Leo coming up tomorrow night in what will be a very pivotal, pivotal Northeast A game. It'll be a lot of fun to watch that one over at New Haven. But let's get right to it. We're going to start it off with Bryce Vance of KPC News, who joins us right now on the line. Bryce, how are you? Doing good, Justin. How are you? 
uh, sensational here. We're uh, we're here in week four, and you know I, I prefaced everything to start the show by saying who knew we would get to week four with largely the season intact. I mean, how did you feel heading into it? Did you feel we would be in this good of shape four weeks in? Um, to be honest, not really. I thought, like a lot of people, that we were going to get off the ground and get a couple weeks in, and then, boom, we're going to see um, a spike in cases, and that really has not been the case. And it hasn't not only been in Indiana, but, you know, other high schools, other states that have started high school football and high school sports really haven't seen spikes in COVID cases. So I'm thankful that we're we're here and in week four and made it at least a third of the way through the season. And I'm, I'm more optimistic than um, at the beginning of the year that we're actually going to finish thing out. Yeah, I feel, you know, we were kind of playing it week by week, day by day, and now I feel, you know, we got a pretty good shot of at least getting through the regular season without too many mm-hmm. hiccups. But you up up north, you have kind of been in the quote-unquote epicenter of having some issues with Angola and DeKalb. What kind of updates can you give us on those teams? Of course, Angola back in action this week. DeKalb, hopefully, will be back next week. Yeah, I, I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of rust they come with with Angola. I mean, they both got one game under the belt playing each other, and then it was the one um, person on DeKalb who ended up testing positive and had to shut them down for two and three weeks, respectively. So I I think these teams are chomping at the bit to get back. Um, Obviously, they're disappointed because, you know, they put in all the summer work, what that they had, you know, a handful of weeks before actually getting into team practices and stuff like that. So I know Angola is chomping at the bit. I know DeKalb is. Obviously, they have to wait another week until next week when they play Columbia City. Uh, but I, I, I think both these teams are ready to get back at it, and uh, they both have some, some good games coming up. All right, Bryce, let's take a look first at the Northeast State and and what jumped out of me this week, the AP poll, Class 4A. Half of the Northeast State is getting some votes in 4A. East Noble, number three in the entire state in Class 4A. Columbia City, Leo, and New Haven all getting votes this week. Uh, it is a conference that has really impressed in the non-conference season. Now they get to start beating up on each other. So let's uh, a little on the landscape of the Northeast State here as we head into the thick of the of the conference season. Yeah, I was anticipating going into the season that it was going to be at least a four, five, maybe even six-team race uh, because you had East Noble, you know, state runner-up in Class 4A. You had Leo, who battled East Noble every single time they played last year. They played twice in the sectional championship game. It was a touchdown game. And then you had DeKalb that has been on the rise the last couple of years and been, been very good. And even though they were getting a new coach in Seth Wilcox, he's been on the staff for a couple of years, and you felt like they were still trending in the right direction. Columbia City as well with Brett Fox, and they've been you know, tre- trending also in the right direction on a similar path as, as DeKalb, and, and they have a really stud quarterback in Greg Bolt who can do a myriad of things on offense, and they have a whole lot of talent surrounding him. And then with New Haven has been, you know, right there at the top of the NEA for a, since the inception of the conference and has been really good. And then programs like, you know, Norwell also have been, you know, slowly building their step or two behind DeKalb, but they have a, a really nice senior class this year. And then Huntington North with a new coach last year and Bob Prescott seemed like he was building something as well. Um, and it just felt like, you know, teams are just slowly getting better and it's making the conference that much more stronger. 
Bryce, when we look at the schedule this week, and the one that jumps out, of course, for a lot of people is Penn and East Noble. And we broke down just how this game came about. But uh, what do you expect at Kendallville with this one? Penn, teams will say, or people will say they're quote-unquote down for Penn. But a right. close loss against Valpo and a blowout loss to Cathedral last week. And, and talking to Coach Amstutz, he said, you know, Cathedral may be the best high school football team he's ever seen in the state of Indiana this year. So um, I expect a very good Penn team coming in tomorrow night to Kendallville. But uh, on your side, what do you expect? Yeah, I would I would agree with that sentiment. Yeah, this may be a you know a down Penn team from where they traditionally are at, but it's still a really good Penn team that's going to be coming into Kendallville tomorrow night. And first off, when you notice and you look at the stats for Penn, zero turnovers at all on offense, none. So they are you know protecting the ball. Quarterback Ron Paulus has done a, a fantastic job of, of keeping this offense, you know, mistake-free for the most part. They haven't put up a ton of yardage, which is, you know, concerning um, if you're the Kingsman coming into tonight, uh, to tomorrow night, excuse me, and facing a Nismal defense that is, you know, still pretty good. I think in the first couple of weeks they were showing that they could be on par um, in, in what they were last year as one of the state's best defenses. Um, in class 4A, and I think they're on that same level. Um, they've had to deal with some injuries, um, most likely with Rowan Zolman. Um, he's been, you know, everything for that team in the first couple of weeks. And last week it wasn't as noticeable because Huntington North is a primarily running team, but if you face a passing team and Penn can and can pass the ball, um, I, I think it might be a little bit more noticeable. They might try to expose that a little bit more. Um, but East Noble, they just need to establish the running game. Uh, that's exactly what they did last week, and it, and it benefited them well. They were comfortably 28-7 to on Huntington North last week, and, and Justin Marcellus had a career night, 163 rushing yards, at uh, 30 attempts. But it was just they established that, and they just rode that all the way to the end. The one thing that did concern me was that defensive front did look a little bit tired after getting pounded on by Huntington North's big offensive line. If, if Penn wants to have success on the ground. I think they can maybe late in the game. And if you caught it and wasn't sure what Bryce said there, it sounded like Ron Paulus. It is. Ron Paulus third. in fact. Ron Paulus' son, of course, went to Notre Dame, or his father went to Notre Dame, but uh, Paulus being uh, recruited by some Mac schools, also an offer from Kentucky. Pro-style quarterback, 6'3", 225, can sling it all over the field. You have to feel, Bryce, this is as big of a test uh, as East Noble has had in the passing attack all year. And like you mentioned, with Rowan Zolman still sideline, that captain on the field at safety, I think that's a storyline to watch. Yeah, and, and the defense is really built on speed. Um, they have guys like Damian Williams, Nick Munson, who plays a little bit in the defensive backfield, Aiden Jones, not Hayden Jones with an H, but with Aiden Jones, a different, a different kid back there in the defensive backfield. Those guys have really stepped up so far. They've created a lot of turnovers. They have Isabel has nine takeaways, a lot of those being interceptions. Um, it, but it, I think it's going to be up to the defensive front, which isn't as big as last year's defensive front, but they are quicker. Guys like Kenny Carrico are, are going to have to create some disruption. Linebackers Cole Schupak, Jacob Van Gorder, they're going to have to create you know some disruption. And getting Paul's face so we can't find his favorite target, Nick Kalimba. So I, I think it has to get back there, force Paul to move off his spot and make him uncomfortable because Penn 
has struggled a little bit in the passing game. They have him throwing it all around the yard and exposing all these defenses that he's been facing. So the Knights are going to need to get some, some pressure to help out the defensive backfield. He is Bryce Vance of KPC News joining us here on the High School Coaches Show. And Bryce, elsewhere in the Northeast State tomorrow night, a big one uh, with Leo traveling to New Haven. The Bulldogs 3-0. and Leo with that lone loss to Mooresville. This will go a long way towards deciding the Northeast State. What should we expect at New Haven tomorrow night? I think it's, it's going to be a, a real battle with the Leo defense. Arguably the best defense in the conference and maybe one underrated quarterbacks in the conference and and uh williams from new haven he's a, a tall kid can run can see over his offensive lineman has some big targets to throw to i just I, w- I if i'm new haven i want him to be just a little bit more effective be a little bit more efficient he's only completed 42 percent of his passes on 62 attempts um, but he has like i said plenty of targets that really led them in that comeback win over Pioneer last week because they were down a couple of scores there in the second half, and it was the Jakar Williams show. So he is capable of going up against the good defense that Leo has because um, Leo has only allowed 2.5 yards per play. So Ooh. you're going to need some big plays, um, and, and New Haven definitely has the talent to do so. But it, I think Leo's defense might prevail in this one. Yeah, Jakar Williams, as you mentioned, one of the more underappreciated players around. Just three weeks in, already close to 700 yards of total offense by the junior quarterback with New Haven. Uh, Bryce, let's look real quick at the Northeast State and I think, or excuse me, the Northeast Corner Conference. And, you know, a game last year that really kind of put Eastside uh, on the map in terms of locally. And while this team could be pretty good is when they went and dominated that game for fourth quarter, for four quarters. This year, Busco goes to Eastside. Busco's mm-hmm. still relatively young, improving uh, over the last couple weeks, but uh, Eastside still rolling. Do you expect a similar result this year with Eastside? I would, I would, yes, I would. Uh, this game has decided, you know, the small division since they went back to divisions big and small about six years ago. Eastside has at least claimed a share of it the last five out of the last six years. And it's, and it's all, you know, starts with their offense and Laban Davis. He almost has 700, over 700 yards of total offense himself. Um, he's a good passer, a good runner, has targets like Mike Firestein, Gavin Williams, Wade Miller, you know, guys all over the field that he can either hand the ball off to or find in, in, in the open passing game. Um, and then it's complemented by the defense led by Lane Burns, who I think we talked about last week. He's just a stud. He's all over the field. Um, and like you mentioned, Buck is, is really young. Um, there, there might be a, some young talent there, but I still think they're a year or two away um, from competing on the same level as he is right now because Todd Mason, as you said, has that thing rolling right now. Bryce in the big division, Angola gets back in action after a couple weeks off. They host West Noble. Elsewhere, you have Fairfield at 2-0. They host Fremont. So looking at the standings, we have Fairfield atop right now. Can the Falcons hang around all year? Can they be a threat to Angola in the big school division? I think so. I mean, obviously, they're the second-best team in the big division right now, and Angola is probably still, you know, premier at the top um, with Angola. Lakeland and West Noble, you know, all at the bottom right now. And, and Fairfield really surprised me last week, you know, taking on Central Noble um, and getting in the fashion that they did. I mean, allowing only six points to the Cougars is, you know, a good sign that defense, uh, the Falcons can hang around 
slowing some teams down. Now, Central Noble isn't, you know, a, a you know offensive firepower. They don't have a ton of it, but they have some playmakers, and they were able to really hold them down and and capitalize on on some mistakes and and put up you know thirty points on the Cougars last week. So I think they can give them a challenge. Um, and once they once they do meet up, you know, even since Angola has been off for for a couple of weeks here. Yeah, Angola and Fairfield will meet September 25th at Angola. Bryce, where are you headed tomorrow night? I will be in Kinderville for the big showdown. Of course. Penn and East Noble, so I'm excited for it. Very nice. Uh, I will run into you out there. Hopefully we can find a parking spot. Should be pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, with the limited crowd, I think we're still going to be able to find a parking space out there. Yeah, I wonder how many just casual people will be outside the stadium, off the off the school grounds, on that road behind it, you know, casually watching. Yeah. I, it wouldn't surprise me if that whole fence line is is, is packed. And if you remember from the semi-state game last year, it was packed around there. Oh, yeah. So I, I would anticipate a similar crowd outside of the fence uh, tomorrow night. For sure. All right, brother. Appreciate the time. Thanks a lot. I'll see you tomorrow night. All righty. See you then. That was Bryce Vance of KPC News joining us to start off the high school coaches show as he does each and every week. We're going to take a break when we come back. Coach Luke Amstutz, East Noble Knights. We'll break down that matchup tomorrow night against the Payne's King, Penn Kingsman, Chad Zolman of Homestead, and Jimmy Lynn of New Haven. Also to come here in this hour. We'll be right back. You are listening to the high school coaches show, 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. The 2020 NFL season is here, and the Indianapolis Colts take on the Jaguars on opening weekend. Join me, Matt Taylor, Rick Venturi, and Lair Overton on Sunday for countdown to kickoff beginning at noon, followed by game action at 1. New additions, Phillip Rivers and DeForest Buckner and the rest of the Colts aim to take down Gardner Minshew, Leonard Fournette, and the Jaguars on Sunday. Don't miss a minute of the action. Football is back right here on the Bell Tire Radio Network. On Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. With so many roofing companies in the area, it's tough to be sure you're partnering with the right business to get the job done. Alliance Exteriors is here to make the decision easier for you. Alliance Exteriors specializes in metal roofing, shingle roofing, and more. They promise to take care of you for life. From the time a team member arrives at your door to years after your job is completed with a lifetime warranty. Looking to complete that roofing job you've been considering for months before winter hits? Call Alliance Exteriors today at 908-5465. Check out their Facebook or visit their website at AllianceExteriorsIN.com to schedule your free no-pressure estimate. All estimates come with an exclusive 10-point inspection, a $129 value for free. Plus, take advantage of $2,500 off your new metal roof for a limited time only. That's $2,500 off the last roof you'll ever put on your home. Don't forget to ask about their first responder discount. Start the process with Alliance Exteriors, your partners for life. Get big jobs done quicker with Passload Framing Nailers from Menards. The Power Master Plus Framing Nailer packs heavy-duty performance into a lightweight design. That's why pros choose Passload. All Passload Nailers are 11% off. Get 11% off everything now at Menards. Prices are good until September 12th. Savings are a mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. Ice cream. All the ice cream in my house, in the world, and most of my stuffed animals. My video games and, um, my phone. What would you give for your freedom? Would you give your eyesight? Would you give ever seeing the sunset again? 
would you give the ability to see your children's future? Thousands of brave men and women who served in the United States Armed Forces have given their eyesight in defense of our freedom. And the Blinded Veterans Association wants to give them their freedom back, but it needs your help. Go to BVA.org to find out about how BVA's free programs and services, advocacy, education, peer support, scholarships, and more help America's heroes to not just deal with the emotional and physical issues of sudden sight loss or impairment, but actually work to get them back to the independent lives they deserve to live. Go to BVA.org to find out how you can make a difference. They fought for your independence. And by going to BVA.org, you can find out how to help these veterans regain theirs. Go to BVA.org today. Here's more from the High School Coaches Show on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. It is week four of the high school football season, and we're talking all about it as we're just a day before Friday Night Lights. It is the High School Coaches Show. I'm Justin Kenny. He is John Graham in for D.C. Hendricks producing. And thank you to Bryce Vance before the break. We broke down all the action in the Northeast State and the Northeast Corner Conference coming up tomorrow. A little later, Coach Chad Zolman, Homestead Spartans, will join us. Jimmy Lynn, New Haven Bulldogs, also on tap before we hit 7 o'clock. One of the big games coming up in the Northeast State tomorrow night, an historic matchup when you consider just how rare it is for this opponent to come anywhere near Northeast Indiana. It's the Penn Kingsman and the East Noble Knights tomorrow from Kendallville. Head coach of the Knights is Mr. Luke Amstutz. Joins us right now. Coach, how are you? Doing great. How, how's the anticipation? I know we can't have a huge crowd like we did for Cathedral a couple years back, but uh, how's the atmosphere in, Ken- in Kendallville? Uh, you know, everybody's talking about it, and everybody's excited, and it's a awesome opportunity, and, you know, it's a, you know, we would take it as a compliment, you know, when all this is going on, and start calling around and try to find games, and if Penn wants to come to Kendallville to play a football game, then, you know, our, our kids are, our kids are going to be ready, and, you know, we're not going to back down from anybody, and, and uh, we're going to, you know, we, we're at that point in our program where we want to play good opponents, and we want to you know, give the kids the best experience they can. So we're really excited to have them come to town. Yeah, Coach, as we know, you'll play anybody anywhere. I, I, I'm probably, if the Texans have to bow out tonight, you'd be first on the line to see if your guys can go play the Chiefs tonight to kick off the season. But take us through how this situation developed. You guys had an open date. Penn had something open up. So how did this game get scheduled? Well, they were scheduled to play Cincinnati Xavier, who's a national powerhouse, and we were uh, scheduled to play DeKalb, who's you know our, our our biggest conference rival over the you know last five decades, and um, you know as uh, all this COVID stuff starts to happen, uh, you know Ohio schools first cancel their season and then kind of uncancel their season and you know let some teams travel and whatever, and then at the same time, um, you know DeKalb had a had an issue with a case and was forced to cancel a couple games, and then. As they were making their decision about whether, you know, one would be a good time for them to come back and have enough practices, we would have had to, you know, maybe moved our game to Saturday or, uh, you know, there was just a lot of variables that were like, hey, if we can just call out, you know, see what's out there, find a game. And, and we looked out in the state and we saw Penn and Munster and, um, you know, Munster being all the way over. Uh, they needed a home game and we weren't real interested in going over to Chicago to play and, and uh, Penn 
um, who was, who played Cathedral a week ago, and uh, you know was getting ready for Saint Saint Xavier, and and uh, they they jumped at the chance to just have a game. I, I think they were going with under the impression that no one was going to call them, and you know they weren't going to even have a game at all, and they were just going to get ready for their. They have a big conference game with uh, Elkhart next week, and kind of the same as us with a you know a huge matchup with Leo next week, and I just it just kind of formalized and you know both schools said yes right away and here we are coach can you break down just the uh the fan situation for tomorrow every county's different but what it will it look like for you guys in kendallville for us um i think we allow um 25 of every any section of not section but any um bleacher you know standalone bleacher to be filled so they start with uh, students and band and whatever, and they can all purchase their tickets throughout the week, and then whatever tickets are left go on sale to the public, and that generally isn't very many. So um, I, I'm pretty sure that there's probably not any left, um, to, and you can't buy any at the gate, but uh, there, you know, we'll have as many people as we can in there, and I'm sure Penn um, you know, sold all their tickets to their family that they could, and they have, they have pretty big numbers. So uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, a, a game where you would have had, you know, maybe five thousand people, and you know, it'll be it'll be a lot lot different, but it'll it'll still be a I think an exciting atmosphere. Coach, take us through the first three weeks of the season. You guys sit three and zero and three tough tests. Uh, you know, I was telling people last week Huntington North is going to hang around with you guys, and you guys got ahead. They were able to fight back. But uh, through three weeks of the year, Plymouth, Northwood, Huntington North, all victories. How do you feel about your team's performance? Well, um, I I really like this team, and I'm really I'm really proud of these kids, and um, they have you know every reason to sit back and and uh be content with you know the things they've achieved and and uh they, we had a lot of big shoes to fill and and we've had a lot of kids stepping up and doing so and and along the way um you know last year we had we faced very little adversity you know we had very few injuries we had just things kind of went our way last year you know until the state championship game and this year you know that's changed a little bit uh with you know covid and everything else but then you know we've had our share of injuries already this year and we've got multiple starters out for this week and and uh you know it is what it is it's it's high school football and kids get hurt and uh you know things happen um but you know what you what you're excited about is when you see your team you know rally around each other and and um excited for each other and and the next man just steps up and gets his job done and and plays hard and that you know that's what we're going to keep doing you know the week one you know we won pretty easily and then week two that northwood team is a really good team and you know they're one and one and they beat concord last week um that's that's going to be a really good team in this part of the state and uh that was a nice win for us even though we didn't feel like we played real well and then huntington north you know we kind of dominated most of the game and then they come at the end and you know we're able to put some scores on us and and make it close so uh three games that we got you know we learned a lot about ourselves and we got to really uh practice a lot of situations you know at the end of the game we had to you know have hands team out there and you know uh you know just a lot of things that you don't always get to see we get we got to see and and uh i'm, I'm proud of how we responded and this this week's going to be you know a massive test and i'm you know looking forward to see how we respond 
Coach, you mentioned that defense of yours and, and missing a leader there on the back end and Rowan Zolman for a couple more weeks. But guys like Jacob Van Gorder, who's always been huge for you. Kanan Carrico has been very impressive. You mentioned him earlier. Cole Schupach has been big for you as well. Some of these guys stepping up at the uh, at the other levels of that defense that will have to be huge for you tomorrow night. Yeah, this is a, you know, a year with a, a new quarterback and, you know, some new offensive linemen that we really knew that this this defense had to play well and um you know with not having Rowan is a it's a big deal for us but it's it's also in the long run I think it's going to be a something that's going to really propel us to being better later in the year you know when he 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 was dominant in the first couple games just making you know defensive plays and catching the ball and, and doing all this stuff but at the same time um, now we've got guys that have had to step up, maybe change positions, maybe you know uh, do some things they're uncomfortable with, and we've really had to develop uh, our defense in some other in some other ways. And I think when Rowan comes back, that's that's just going to be a big conference championship, and you know win another sectional and, and get back down to the state finals. We we want to develop those those uh, other parts of our team, and and I think we're doing so right now. Coach, a bit on your quarterback, Dalton Stinson, new quarterback, a junior. And I imagine, you know, you've had this conversation with him in the preseason. Look, you don't have to be Bailey Parker. And he was so huge for you last year. But what have you seen out of Dalton, new starter, uh, getting into the rhythm of things? And, and, you know, with every passing game, seems like he's getting more and more comfortable back there. Yeah, he is is always going to be exactly – you know who we know he is. He he. You know he's not Bailey. He's not going to run all over the place. He's not going to make some of the crazy plays Bailey could make. But he Dalton is uh, incredibly consistent. He's incredibly smart. He's a great leader, um, and he's just going to make the throws that you need him to make, and he's going to get the ball to the people you need to get him to. And there's a there's a comfort to that. You know when you're coaching a team, knowing knowing what you're going to get, as opposed to you know wondering what you're going to get, and sometimes you get you know, really good, and sometimes, you, you know, you make some mistakes. I think Dalton already has surpassed my expectations of how well he can just go out and do the right thing. You know, just, just go out there and make the, make the throw that they give you. Um, you know, don't put the ball on the ground. You know, uh, I think we had uh, – we threw a couple interceptions um, late in the Plymouth game in, a, in some a weird tipped ball and some stuff like that, but besides that – you know he's protected the ball really well. He's uh, had a pretty you know pretty good completion percentage, and he's and he's thrown the deep ball you know and effectively uh, several times. So I'm I'm really excited about what he's done and and what he brings to our team. Coach should be a fun one tomorrow night. When we look at this matchup tomorrow night, what you see with Penn, of course, a familiar name at quarterback. You're a Notre Dame fan. You've heard of Ron Paulus. Um, and his son, obviously, tomorrow night helming that uh, offense with a couple Mac offers, also an offer from Kentucky. But what have you seen? What do you guys need to be ready for? What do you need to do tomorrow night on the turf at Kendallville? Well, um, you know, they, they are a, a really good team, a really athletic team. And I know their their record um, may not reflect that right now, but that cathedral team that beat them last week will will probably destroy everybody in the state this year that that's a really really special team and uh they they have you know penn's got athletes all over the field they've got size they've got speed and and Paulus is you know he's the real deal he can throw it a mile and on a line and and uh i you know as i've talked to the kids this week you know we we it's not the type of game that we're going to be used to it's not the 
you know, fast paced, no huddle, um, you know, shootout. You know, we, we probably don't win a shootout with these guys. You know, this is to be the type of game where we're going to have to play smart, protect the ball, play the best defense we can, and, and, you know, try to limit their opportunities. But most of all, just we need some, we need some guys to step up and make some special plays. We, you know, we might need to block a punt. We might need to, you know, uh, you know, rip a ball loose or make a big sack. You know, we just need some guys to step up, and if they can make a couple special plays, then you know, we may be able to hang around with them. All right, Coach. Hey, appreciate the time. Thanks a lot. Congratulations on the 3-0 start, but uh, I know you're uh, already looking to tomorrow night and trying to get a dub. Thanks for joining us. Yep, thanks for having me. That was Coach Luke Amstutz, East Noble Knights, joining us, and it will be the first game for the Penn Kingsmen against a team not in the SAC in this region. They've lined up against Homestead and Carroll in the past, who are now part of the SAC. They've played Snyder uh, many times. They've played Northrop. They've played Northside. Um, but no, no teams from the Northeast State, no teams from the ACAC, no teams from the NECC. And I was hoping and, and to ask Coach Amstutz about the the development of the Northeast State. And maybe I'll ask Coach Lynn about that because he's been around for a while, even under, under Coach Jim Rowland. But, you know, about the Eddie 8 being put on the map. And a lot of people, you know, thought they lost a lot of their cachet when Homestead and Carroll left for the SAC and they rebranded themselves. But, um, you know, this week, especially, or this year, especially with the teams they're playing and the wins that they're getting, I think they're opening some eyes uh, elsewhere in the state. So thanks for Coach Ams, to Coach Amstutz for joining us. Take a break. Coach Chad Zolman, Homestead Spartans, will join us. His team has a big one coming up tomorrow night against Bishop DeWanger. We'll talk all about that. You're listening to the High School Coaches Show on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Hey, Fort Wayne Irish fans, Notre Dame Football 2020 is only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Listen to all the action every Saturday for a schedule of upcoming games. Click on 1380thefan.com. College football is back and by popular demand. So is the Blue Gold Report and Fighting Irish Preview. Get ready for game day Saturdays at 8 a.m. Be sure to download the latest edition of the show wherever you download podcasts or go to 1380thefan.com. Summer's heat brings sizzling hot deals from Masters Heating and Cooling. Save $500 on a complete carrier system installed. Turn to the experts and save $500 now for a limited time on a complete heating and air conditioning system from Masters Heating and Cooling. Plus 0% financing for qualified buyers. Masters Heating and Cooling. Online at mastersheatcool.com. We are Masters. This Friday, the Italian Grill is back with an all-new deal on My Deals Fort Wayne. Two $25 gift certificates for the price of one. Located in Auburn, the Italian Grill serves delicious pastas, pizzas, steaks, seafood, sandwiches, and more. Take the whole family out with this exclusive offer. Last time, this deal sold out in just a few days, so don't let it pass you by. Go to MyDealsFortWayne.com this Friday to get two $25 gift certificates for the price of one to the Italian Grill. That's MyDealsFortWayne.com. Hey, so what's a great way to spread awareness that driving high is illegal everywhere? A catchy song, of course. You can run, or you can't drive high. You can run, or you can't drive high. Friendly reminder, don't drive high. If you feel different, you drive different. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. 
Now back to the High School Coaches Show on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to the Week 4 edition of the High School Coaches Show. I'm Justin Kenny. He is John Graham producing. We're here till 7 o'clock talking area high school football. Week 4 edition. Who knew we'd get here? Uh, you know, earlier in the preseason, first week or so, we were hoping to get to week four, yet here we are largely intact despite everything going on. And a full slate of games in the SAC coming up tomorrow. And the big one will be at Homestead when the Bishop DeWanger Saints come in to take on the Homestead Spartans. A 7 o'clock kickoff. It is a game that you can hear right here on 1380 The Fan with a kickoff at 7 p.m. The head coach of the Homestead Spartans, Mr. Chad Zolman, joins us right now. Coach, how are you? Good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, sir. Thanks for coming on. And uh, it's been an eventful first three weeks for you, uh, you know, dealing with missing some guys in week one, but coming back with a couple of victories on the road the last two weeks. So through the first third of the regular season, how do you feel about your squad? I feel like we're improving. Uh, what we saw week one, I think we're a different team than we were week one uh, through week three. So we see some good things. And, you know, the lack of preparation that time that we had in the summer, uh, it's, I think, think it took a toll on the offense mainly. Uh, you know, our, our offenses always seem to be catching up to the defense, but th- that's what we noticed. And I think they're starting to catch up and we're seeing some good things in practice. So um, I'm, I'm pleased with where we're at. Yeah, Coach, you bring up the offense, and, and in watching Homestead over the years, a lot of timing routes, a lot of the ball needs to be here at this time, and that comes with repetition. That comes with practice. So when you see Evan Orms be a new quarterback at the varsity level trying to get that rhythm and get that timing with his wide receivers, without that wealth of time you have in the preseason, it can look a little jittery at times. Yeah, yep, it, it can. And You know what? He's done a good job. I think he's really improved over the first three, too. And like you said, he just didn't have – uh, much time to prep. We, we couldn't have we didn't have any contact with him in June, you know. And we had him in a different position last year, and, and uh, he came over. And so uh, it's been an adjustment, but we're pleased he's he's gotten better. And offense overall has gotten better. It helps when you don't turn the ball over like last week. But those first two weeks were plagued with a lot of turnovers. So hopefully that uh, we've taken care of that. And anytime you have uh, a guy like Braden Hardwick, he can turn around and hand the ball to. That helps too. Yeah. Our offensive line has done a good job, and uh, you know he he can wear you down. I mean, he, he'll he'll run the ball uh, hard for 20, 30 carries. We've never given it to him 30 times, but he, you know, <laughs> 20 plus. And, uh, he can he can wear a defense down for sure. He's been a blessing back there. Coach, when you look at defensively, and now that you're you know, relatively full strength after missing some guys week one, what have you seen out of this group? And, the, you know, the usual suspects, Luke Palmer has been great for you, but also guys like uh, Trey Kreiner coming out of nowhere and uh, and some defensive backs, too. I think Graham Collin has been good for you back at that back end. I mean, some different guys stepping up for you on that defense. Yeah, they're guys... And we have several on the team that have had to wait their turn because we've had good players in front of them. So as juniors, they didn't get to see the field much, you know. And, and Trey's one of those guys, and um, Graham is too. So the two that you mentioned had to wait their turn, and, and now they're taking advantage of it. Uh, they're playing really well, and Trey especially is. We had we even changed position for him this year, and, and uh, has really taken off and done a really good job for us inside. So uh, the defense is flying around, you know. 
the best defenses I've had are, are the ones that uh, get to the ball with a lot of people and not one-on-one tackles in space. It's uh, uh, a host of, play, of players at the point of attack. And these guys have done a really good job of that. The first guy misses, we've got two or three following up, and uh, they have a hunger to get to the ball. And that, that bodes well for defense. What about that Zach Zolman kid? Is he any good? Well, he's okay. He's a sophomore. Uh, one of my favorite players, for sure. <laughs> I was going to say, I think his dad's a problem. <laughs> it might be. It might be. <laughs> of course, your son just uh, just messing around with you, Coach. But, you know, you mentioned about the, the offensive front, and even your defensive front that could be really physical. And there's no more physical linemen that you're going to face consistently year in and year out than those guys at Bishop DeWanger. And it's been a, a phenomenal battle the last couple years with you guys up front. What, what are, how do you gain the edge? What is the key when you play Bishop DeWanger up front? We need to do this. Well, you know they're going to be assignment sound. You know they're well coached. They're going to have physical kids up front. So you you have to be you have to match their physicality. You have to make sure that uh, your assignment sound on the other side. And like I said, you got to set the feet blocks. I think the key to to uh, playing defense is pretty simple. You got to defeat blocks and make tackles. So I think that. Uh, our kids have done a good job of that. That's what we have to do. And when you know that, you're not going to be successful all the time against that group. They're they're solid and they're big kids and big, strong physical kids. So uh, we expect a one of those wars again. And we we love those, love that opportunity. Coach Chad Zoman, Homestead Spartans, joining us here in the High School Coaches Show. And Coach, uh, when you go into tomorrow night, I mean, does is the key up front? Is it the avoiding the turnovers, which is always a big thing? I mean, what's it going to come down down to against the Saints? Yeah, uh, we are a much better team, and we can hang on to the ball for sure. You know, and uh, on offense, that's it. We've got to control control uh, what we can control and get in front of the sticks and make sure that we're not um, turning the ball over. And on defense, like like I mentioned, we just got to fly to the football. They they want to run the ball, uh, but they have a really good weapon at that quarterback who can run and throw and throw on the run, and he's just a multifaceted uh, player. And, uh, he's he's a real challenge because he extends plays and uh, makes your defense cover for a long time on passes. So uh, we got our hands full. It's a really good team. Coach, you mentioned that passing game, and, and Bishop DeWinger does a great job of running, 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 running until they have that defense anticipating run, and then they'll pass it. And they have some good receivers, and, and Rocco Sioka has been very good especially. What do you tell a defense, and maybe what does your coordinator tell a defense to have to be ready on every play? You cannot be lulled into a false sense of security and be anticipatory as opposed to being ready. Because I, you know, I watched Bishop DeWanger against Northside, and they did that time and time again where North was doing a great job stopping that run. But, man, they would give up that big passing play out of nowhere as well. Yeah. You know, we're constantly reminding our kids to play with their eyes. They have to see and read their keys, and from those keys, they should be able to determine the type of play it is. And so, you know, your pass-first defenders have to be really disciplined. They can't get sucked up in there, even though it's tempting, because they will pound the ball, and we'll have to bring an extra hat in the box, you know, to to stop them probably. And when we do that, we are susceptible to some play-action stuff. So those guys have really got to be disciplined with their eyes. That's We train our kids constantly talking to him about it and we have seen improvement with that over the last couple of weeks coach have you grown tired of hearing that victory bell yet 
No, sir. Not at all. <laughs> Didn't think so. It's a lot better when it's on your sideline, right? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> sure. All right. All right. Appreciate you having us and all you do for high school football. Thanks, Coach. That was Coach Chad Zoman, Homestead Spartans, joining us. His team 2-1 and one, heading into a matchup with undefeated Bishop DeWanger tomorrow evening. Uh, Homestead lost that first game to Northrop 25-21, to bounced back with a 7-0 shutout of Concordia, and then beat Bishop Lures last week 38-13. to So 7 o'clock kickoff tomorrow night out at homestead that will be the game of the week here on 1380 the fan and 100.9 fm shannon griffith brett rump with the call tomorrow evening if you cannot go which again this week in the sac just parents and guardians one more week hopefully we are back to semi-normalcy for week five we're going to take a break when we come back final guest of the night jimmy lynn new haven bulldogs will join us we'll break down his team's matchup with the leo lions coming up tomorrow evening you are listening to the high school coaches show 1380 the fan 100.9 fm Think you know more about the NFL than other fans here in Fort Wayne? Play Pigskin Picks 2020. Go to 1380thefan.com now and pick this weekend's slate of games to win weekly prizes. Win the most weeks, and you'll get a pair of tickets to the Colts 2021 home opener when things hopefully will be back to normal for us fans. Pigskin Picks 2020. Play now and listen to every Colts game and Thursday, Sunday, and Monday night football only on 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. So, you haven't made it to Blademan's Knife Shop at the shops of Scott Road yet, huh? That's okay. There's been a lot going on lately, but now's the time. It is the area's premier knife shop carrying the best brands of knives like Microtech, Spyderco, Hogue, Medford, Emerson Knives, Zero Tolerance, and Protech. Eh, you probably already knew that. But have you heard of some of the reviews coming out of Blademan's? People are saying Blademan's offers excellent service and a great selection. And that Mark is inviting and knowledgeable. Here's a cool piece of feedback from one customer who says, quote, couldn't recommend Blademans highly enough. And another one says they'll be, quote, buying all their knives from Blademans from now on. Join the list of growing customers that insist that the first time they shopped with Blademans certainly will not be the last. Knives, tactical gear, apparel, the reviews, they're in. People are glad they found Blademans Knife Shop. Now it's your turn. See you at Blademan's. This radio spot could be yours. Ever thought about putting your business on 1380 The Fan? You can, and you'll reach listeners just like you. Our audience is made up of highly educated and affluent listeners who love sports. One email today, and you can see how 1380 The Fan could be a fit for your business. Email thefan1380 at federatedmedia.com to see how you can become a part of a winning team. Email thefan1380 at federatedmedia.com to set up your assessment of how 1380 The Fan can help your business win. Football is here to kick off the 101st season. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is giving all users a no-brainer to start the season. For week one, DraftKings has moved the spread to Kansas City plus 101 points for all users. So even if Kansas City loses by 100 points, you still win big with DraftKings Sportsbook. Plus, DraftKings is giving away up to $100 million in prizes to all users who enter their free football survivor pool. All you have to do is sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook 
Enter their survivor pool, and you'll instantly get a share of up to $100 million in giveaways. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DD. That's code DD to get in on all the action for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Indiana only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Here's more from the High School Coaches Show on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Welcome back for the final time here to the Week 4 edition of the High School Coaches Show. I'm Justin Kenny here with John Graham producing here for a little bit longer, talking Week 4 of the high school football season, and it's a big week. And in the Northeast State, we broke the Penn East Noble Showdown down earlier with Coach Luke Amstutz of East Noble. Now let's talk about Leo and New Haven, a big matchup between two of the conference favorites here in 2020. Head coach of the New Haven Bulldogs is Coach Jimmy Lynn. Joins us right now. Coach, how are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, Coach. Congratulations. A 3-0 and start. You go on the road last week, knock off a number one team in Pioneer. So uh, through three weeks, give us your uh, your grade for the New Haven Bulldogs. Uh, uh, I'm pretty critical on us, so I'm going to give us like a, a low B score. I'm going to give us a B minus. Uh, obviously, 3-0 is, is great. That's where we wanted to be at this point in the season, but uh, we still have a lot to do. We have a lot to work on. We have a lot to get better at. We're still making some mistakes um, that have cost us and will cost us if when we're playing um, our conference schedule. So um, B minus is where I'm going to put us at right now. See, Coach, you know, to me, B-minus in college was great. Like, I would be satisfied. I would be in your huddle going, B-minus is fine, Coach, and then you'd probably kick me off the field. So that's, that's, what, that's where I'm at with a B-minus. But, uh, you know, we, Coach, we talked about in the preseason about Jakar Williams, your quarterback, and you said, you know, we're going to treat him a little bit more loose this year. He's going to be able to create a little bit more with his legs, and we've seen him do that through the first three weeks. What do you like about his development and how the junior quarterback is playing for you? Yeah, he's making he's making real good reads for us. That's what um, our quarterback coach Cam Smith has done a great job with him, um, just breaking his reads down as we go, and then uh, just the second dimension of his game is now giving him more of an option to if things aren't open to tuck it and run. Uh, we have a lot we have a lot of read options, some zone reads in there as well, um, incorporated in the the game plan as um, so. That's yeah, we knew he could do that. It's just uh, confidence with him last year. Um, as a sophomore, I kind of took a little lumps there early in the season, and then he got better as the season went on. And they put a lot of time into things in the offseason, and it's really shown. Coach, when we looked at your offensive skill players, we said, man, they're losing some guys at that wide receiver spot. But sure enough, Lane Woodson the third, back and playing so well for you. Also, uh, Jalen Carpenter as well has been big. Uh, Thomas Latham was key last year. He comes back. So that receiving core has really been showing out for you. Right, yeah, we did lose, um, we lost quite a bit with uh, the Hutchins twins, or obviously a, a big loss for us, but we, we knew all along Lane, Lane Woodson was capable of, of having a year like he's having so far, and he's just, again, another guy that puts a lot of time and effort in during the offseason to uh, improve his game, and, and um, he's really stepped up, he's, he's the number one weapon we have, and then we have guys like Jim Carpenter, who, who's a senior and has had a lot of playing time the last 
two years and has really stepped up on both sides of the ball, actually. And then Thomas Latham, we finally have got him talked into playing football. So <laughs> we knew a big body like that would be, you know, we, we like to use him in certain situations. And he's only going to get better as we go along. Just I mean, it's been, he played football his freshman year and then hasn't played since. But, um, yeah, he's just going to develop and get better as, as we go on the season. Coach, I feel with a matchup coming up tomorrow against Leo, those linebackers of yours will be key. We've talked so much about Dre Wright over the last couple of years, but a kid that kind of flew under the radar in a lot of people's minds last year, Isaac Carswell, who's really broken out this year as a kid that you can rely on. How good has he been beside Dre? He's great. You know, they complement one one another so well. Um, they're getting way better on, you know, reading the line of scrimmage and getting to the ball as fast as they can. Straightforward, Isaac Carswell is, is one of the best linebackers around, and he's getting better moving side to side. Um, he's only a junior, so really last year was the first year he's, he's had in our scheme. So um, he's just getting better as we go. Like I said, straightforward, ISOs, traps, he's really good coming downhill. Coach, I meant to ask Coach Luke Amstutz this question because he brought it up to me via text, you know, last weekend about the Northeast State. And you've only been, you know, head coach for three years with New Haven, but you've been around a lot longer than that. And a lot of people kind of wrote this conference off or said, oh, it's going to take a step back when Homestead and Carroll left and it rebranded itself as the NEA. But you add a couple of teams in there, Leo especially, and you look at the schedule that you guys have been playing. You guys playing a Pioneer last week. You have Leo picking up Mooresville. You have uh, East Noble, of course, playing Penn this weekend. And you're going around the state, and you're opening some eyes. I mean, half of the conference was ranked in some capacity in Class 4A this week. So how have you seen the Northeast State you know, and its prominence rise over the last couple years from a position that some people thought it wouldn't recover from when it lost its two biggest schools? Right. Uh, I think top to bottom, it made it a little bit more competitive, to tell you the truth. You know, Leo steps in, and they were a solid program before they even joined our conference. Now, you look at some of the teams that have traditionally been at the bottom um, are starting to starting to become a lot better. They've got new coaches, and coaches have got schemes where the kids are buying in. I look at Huntington North, as tough as, you know, they're one and two right now, but they've played some really good teams really well, um, and they're only going to get better as years go on. Columbia City's extremely tough. Coach Fox is really working getting them where he's wanting to, and it's, it's, it's a tough schedule week in and week out. There's really, I think, top to bottom, it's got to be one of the toughest conferences in the state. All right, Coach, you got a big one coming up tomorrow night against Leo. What have you seen? I mean, this is a team that you guys were able to knock off a couple years ago at your place. So what do you expect out of Leo? What do you guys need to be ready for? Well, they're a completely different team now. Uh, they kind of they have a, a pound you in the face type of, type of offense with double tight and straight team in the backfield. And um, they're just big. They're strong. They, they move well. Their guys up front are physical. And that's where we're going to have to really – um, improve our game as to where it was last year. It's just matching their intensity up front, getting off the football, and uh, trying to win first and second down. Um, they don't throw the ball very much, but they do have a capable quarterback that can do it. So we need to try to get him behind the chains and get him into those types of situations. All right, Coach. Hey, I appreciate the time. 3-0. and Let's see if we can make it 4-0 and tomorrow night. Good luck, buddy. Thank you. I appreciate it. Mads coach Jimmy Lynn, New Haven Bulldogs joining us. His team off to a 3-0 and start. Of course, the big one, the big win came last week at Pioneer, a 32-28 to victory over Pioneer, who was number one in Class 2A 
at the time. A big win for New Haven. And that was a pioneer team that the week before had beaten 6A Chesterton. So uh, it was a team that could play up, so to speak, against teams in higher classes. But New Haven 3-0 and for the first time since 2017 when they won their first seven games of the season. That was Coach Jim Rowland's final year as head coach of the New Haven Bulldogs. Coach, coach Rowland now on the staff of Mr. Casey Colkman over at the Heritage Patriots program who got their first win of the season last week against Woodland. That's going to do it for us for uh, John Graham producing. Doing a great job as always. Need to thank Bryce Vance, KPC News joining us to start off the hour. Luke Amstutz, East Noble Knights, Chad Zolman, Homestead Spartans, Jimmy Lynn, New Haven Bulldogs. Thanks for everyone that joined us. Thanks for everybody who listened. Coming up tomorrow night, 7 o'clock the high school game of the week, Homestead and Bishop DeWanger out at Homestead. Tune in at 7 o'clock to Brett Rump and Shannon Griffith for all the action. We'll be back next Thursday at 6 o'clock. This has been the High School Coaches Show, 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Thanks for listening to this exclusive presentation of 1380 The Fan, the High School Coaches Show with Justin Kenny on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Download the podcast at 1380thefan.com or wherever you get podcasts. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.